0: Algerian society lived al from different angles and with different perspectives and that's a part of the nature of things. You have got individuals who were skeptical since day one. You have got individuals who were into it and who believed that change would appear immediately. You have got those who were not necessarily lost. But they were trying to figure themselves out, politically speaking. You have got those who did not know what their political opinion was because they did not know they should have won. You have got those who only cared about themselves, those who only cared about dominating. And the list is very long of the type of individuals and the way they lived and perceived al-Hiraq. And if there is one or two points in common that we all had despite our perception of al-Hiraq is that our political skepticism, political indecisiveness, political detachment, or political naivety, or whatever you want to call it, did not serve us all all the time there are tons of factors that would make a movement or a revolution fail or stop or derive into a narrative that doesn't serve its main purpose or that doesn't serve both of the individual and the collective and one of these reasons is when a revolution gets stuck between the theory part of it or the action part of it. In chapter 4 of the book Pedagogy of the Oppressed, Paulo Freire discusses Vladimir Lenin's definition of what a revolution is, where he explains that any movement or any revolution is achieved with neither verbalism nor activism, that if a movement or a revolution stays in one of these two stages, activism or verbalism, it actually fails and that a revolution can initially be achieved with praxis and praxis is a simultaneous combination of both of re- reflection and action or verbalism and activism. Another different reason that would make a revolution or a movement fail is our considerations of the elite, our perceptions of the illit, the way we approach and and the illusions that come with it. It is safe to say that it is fair for people, it is fair for any individual to hold and to have their opinion or to have their political opinion towards al-Hiraq. Even if their opinion does not seem to make sense to us, what's not fair and what's not adequate and what could be used is to hold into the mentality of Ha, no, everybody has got an opinion. This mockery, this type of misplaced mockery does not have a place in this narrative because it is at these times and it is in this context where individuals should have a political education and a political opinion. Why? Because in this narrative, if individuals did not have something to say and instead they assigned the merit to a certain category of people to make decisions for them, to make political decisions for them, to think for them, to think politically for them, to have a political opinion for them, and in their place... This might not lead to a constructive narrative in this context of revolution and movement and might lead to the fail of this revolution. At some point during Iraq, there were some narratives where some people thought that only knowledgeable lawyers should talk in order to take the lead or that only the old elite should talk or that maybe only the artists category should talk or that only the appearing as intellectual influencers should talk or that maybe only university students should talk or themselves only should take actions and so on assigning these people a fundamental role in the transformation process of this narrative of revolution and perceiving them as the idealized category of people consider it as the only ones who are maybe legitimate enough to take the lead of this revolution, putting them on a superior place and putting them on a pedestal, which is a very illusionary way of perceiving who the elites are. Paulo Freire says that the revolutionary leaders or this category of elites they can't treat the oppressed individuals of this society as mere activists to be denied the opportunity of reflection and allowed merely the illusion of acting while in fact they would continue to be manipulated. He also shared that these illits or these leaders do bear the responsibility of coordination and at times direction but leaders who deny the right to reflection and activism to the oppressed ones by imposing their word on them, they falsify this revolution and they establish a contradiction between their methods of oppression and their objectives as revolutionary leaders or elites. If these leaders are truly committed to liberation, Their action and reflection cannot proceed without the action and reflection of others. The other reason that would make a revolution or a movement fail is our inability as a society to identify the oppressive characteristic in the so-called leaders and revolutionaries. When a voice was given by society or by some individuals to certain people, they assigned them as legitimate enough to talk during Iraq. Some of these people who were assigned to talk during Iraq shared this following characteristic. They thought that their own opinion only mattered and that others should adopt that same view. Or in other terms, they thought that others should blindly obey and follow them. According to Paulo Freire, revolutionary leaders who do not act dialogically in their relations with the oppressed people either have retained characteristic of the dominator and are not truly revolutionary or they are totally misguided in their conception of their role and they are prisoners of their own sectarianism and they are equally not revolutionary they may even try to reach power. What could also make a revolution fail is when the oppressed individuals do not participate in the revolutionary process. Now the question is, why is it important and significant that the oppressed participate in the revolutionary process? As oppressed individuals, as an oppressed society, we should not part ways with the so-called idealized elites and leaders. We as oppressed individuals should not set ourselves apart. Paulo Freire describes it as absolutely essential that the oppressed participate in the revolution with an increasingly critical awareness of their role as subjects of the transformation, if the oppressed individuals are drawn into the process of revolution as ambiguous beings, partly themselves in a part and on the other one the Illits, they may aspire to revolution as a means of domination rather than a road to liberation. This danger, this temptation requires these revolutionary leaders to resist imitating the procedures of the oppressors. The revolution is made neither by the leaders for the people nor by the people for the leaders, but by both of them acting together, according to Paulo Freire. Our tendency to think that there shouldn't be a dialogue during a revolution is a free ticket to ruining this movement. The absence of dialogue or the presence of individuals who refuse to listen back and who only impose their view of the world on people during a movement makes this later impossible. What Paulo Freire said about the dialogical revolution is that dialogue with the people is radically necessary to every authentic revolution this is what makes it a revolution as distinguished from a a military coup one does not expect dialogue from a coup only deceit Or force. Sooner or later, a true revolution must initiate a courageous dialogue with the people. Its very legitimacy lies in that dialogue specifically. It cannot fear the people. It cannot fear their expression, their effective participation in power or during this revolution. It must be accountable to them, must speak frankly to them of its achievements, its mistakes, its miscalculations, and its difficulties So when we speak about what is a dialogical revolution, it has its achievement part to be talked about, its mistakes as well, its miscalculations and its difficulties as Paulo Freire worded worded it in this part. If we take in consideration what Paulo Freire said about dialogue in revolution and during a movement, we have this tendency of thinking that this dialogue should come at the end, that this is the last stage, when in fact, according to Freire, he said that the earlier this dialogue begins, the more truly revolutionary will the movement be. The dialogue which is radically necessary to revolution corresponds to another radical need that individuals As beings who cannot be truly human apart from communication, for they are essentially communicative creators. So, to impede or to take away communication is to reduce these individuals into things. And this is a job for oppressors. This is not a job for revolutionaries. And this is not a characteristic that is related or linked to revolution. So, I think that this is our mistake that we did in Iraq. We thought that dialogue should come later, or dialogue is the last stage of a revolution, when in fact it is something that begins the earlier the better. The last reason that would make a revolution fail, among other reasons. Is a pretty delicate one it's a pretty significant one and it's a pretty fucked up one to be quite honest and this reason that would make a revolution fail is when oppressed ones are considered as ignorant by the elites or by the humanists or by the activists or by the so-called revolutionaries. And as Paulo Freire said, scientific revolutionary humanism cannot, in the name of revolution, treat the oppressed people as objects to be analyzed and presented with prescriptions for behavior. To do this, it would be... To fall into one of the myths of the oppressor ideology, which is the absolutizing of ignorance. This myth implies the existence of someone who decrees the ignorance of someone else. The one who is doing the decreasing defines themselves as the class to which they belong, as those who know or were born to know they thereby define others as alien entities or as ignorance the words of their own class come to be the true words which they impose or attempt to impose on others the oppressed ones whose words have been stolen from them those who steal the words of others developed I mean, develop a deep doubt in the abilities of the others and consider them as incompetent. Each time they say their word without hearing the word of those whom they have forbidden to speak, they grow more familiarity to power and acquire a taste for guiding, for ordering and commending they can no longer live or exist without having someone else to to give orders to under these circumstances dialogue is impossible and revolution becomes an illusion that was it for today's episode for this week's episode i thought the timing was on point as we are approaching the third anniversary of the rack so that's it. And I was looking for a song to end this episode with, and the only one that comes to my mind right now is a song called "Play God" by Sam Fender. The song speaks about power. It speaks about a character that thinks of themselves as a god as they are oppressing other people and what a song to be added in this episode, especially after talking about the last paragraph. So that's it. It's it's a song about when the oppressor think of themselves as a God and they play God. They play the role of a of a supposedly God of someone who is or who has power so that's it and i cannot wait to be next week because it's going to be about a movie this movie is called nomadland and i'm going to be speaking about okay okay hold a second i'm not going to spoil it anyways the only thing you need to know is that next week's episode is going to be about the movie nomadland So if you have time, watch it so we can discuss about it and we can speak about it. By the way, people, if you have heard any episode of mine, you can reach me out in the Instagram page. It's linked in the description of the podcast. You can find the link there. You can share any view, any thought, any opinion of yours about something constructively of course you can send me a message please don't hesitate and that's it and again if you think that this episode is worth sharing please do not hesitate sharing it with your people or with the people you think who might be interested in that type of internet analysis cultural analysis and media analysis i will leave you with the song I can roll your fingers with your eyes fixed to the floor. Sonic echoed down the street.